Dave and Darren are now taking their wildly successful morning show to the islands. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that is that an option? Can we take this to the islands? I was gonna Every s- show goes to the islands. I was going to say to the podcast. Oh. Uh, that's what we're doing here is a review of what we got done on our, our morning show. Who, who's gone to the islands that you're thinking of? Oh, the, all those shows used to go to the islands. Everyone had to go to the islands. Didn't matter if you were the Brady Bunch or you were growing pains or... Oh, right. Like, okay, so the Hawaiian episodes... I get it. Everyone's got to have an island episode. Now, I think the trope is that you go to Disney World because all the sitcoms are on ABC, and Uh Disney owns ABC. There's a lot of that. Although, I will say, last night, watched a rerun of Modern Family where they went to a dude ranch. It was pretty great, actually. I I gave up on Modern Family. Now we're watching it again. Dick Ranch is Dick Ranch. It's a pretty good show. This is, uh, I think, a, a pretty good show, too. These are the top five Pretty things that happened good. on our morning show. Where do we begin? How about number one? Number one. 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 Number one. Number one. Discovering this morning that once again, I'm at the forefront of the trends. I'm doing something I didn't even realize was trendy. Trend alert. Trend alert. Trend alert. So you're setting some sort of fashion? I didn't realize I was doing it, but look at me. I guess I am. Uh, if you don't want to do what they call a dry January, uh-huh. which is something I've done a couple of times. Sure. And I've got to the point where I've... It's been done. Yeah. To do a dry January again... You've already proved your point, haven't yeah, you? I've done it a couple different Januaries. There's no reason uh, to do a, a dry January. And I will say, uh, a big reason I didn't commit to a dry January was you, you booked us uh, at Steve's Old Time Tap this past weekend. I did. I was not going to do a dry January at Steve's Old Time Tap. That wasn't going to happen. But I, I am kind of cutting back this month. All right. Where I'm not uh, I'm not having anything to drink during the week. Uh-huh. I'm just having a couple of drinks on the weekends. Okay. And not both nights, just one night. Huh. And it turns out this is something that a lot of people are doing this year, and they're calling it damp January. <laughs> Moist January. I don't think that'll work. Maybe moist March. Damp January is what a lot of us are doing in place of a dry You're damping January. is what you're doing. It's damp. It's damp. According to Aaron E. Carroll, the uh, chief health officer at Indiana University, quote, very few people can stick to zero. Complete abstinence is too often our message. We do this in nutrition all the time with salt, fat, and a whole bunch of things we eat. And it rarely works. For most people, there's a relatively safe amount of alcohol that one can drink. Hmm. With damp January, the idea is one can still reduce their intake of alcohol while reflecting on and having conversations about their relationship to it. We should always take the approach of getting people to reduce harm. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Damp January. Didn't realize I was doing it. They say the participation in dry January... Dropped from 19% in 2022 to 15% in 2023. Fewer and fewer of us are doing the dry January. Now, I don't Again, know. Again, it's been done. Yes. Now, I don't know about the damping, mm-hmm. but would it look silly if I, I know this is from, if I still dabbed? Mm. Dab on them folks? Yeah, if I. Yeah, I think you can still do that. Can I still dab? I think. 
I think you can still do that. And I won't look ridiculous. No, you would never look ridiculous, pal. Okay. You look cool Good. no matter what you do. Hey, wish everybody you... says so. Thanks. Yeah, they always say it right in front of my face. Uh-huh. Uh We should point out that uh, you were listening a little closer, and Bono did correct the time of day um, in Pride of the yeah. Name of Love. Yeah, I know that he does whenever it's live. When he does Pride of the Name of Love, he says, in the evening, he April does 4. Now. Yeah. yeah, because that's when Dr. King was, was killed, not in the and morning. And he changed it in this new stripped-down version. We, he did make that adjustment. You mentioned the word uh, moist. Yes, which I know that is a triggering word for some people. Some people can't stand it. Some people uh, I don't don't care uh, for I, it. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, our favorite Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, uh, shared this the other day, and she says, "I apologize to people that don't like the word moist." Uh-huh. Uh, this is a commercial she did in the '80s. Do you remember this? I'm sure where, I do. I'm where, sure I do. Where, where she's coming out of the pool, talking yes. about the makeup and how uh, uh-huh. how moist it makes her feel. Uh-huh. Moist, wet, wonderful colors. Colors that lick your lips. Moisture with colors by Maybelline. With moisturizers and a protective sunscreen to keep your lips very soft, very moist, very wet. And I think that's very wonderful. Oh, oh I do as well. Keep saying moist and I do as well. Cool, you ridiculous Wonder Woman. Yeah, she says my apologies to everyone who hates the word moist. That's a commercial for Maybelline from 1984, uh, worth looking up. <laughs> Whenever I hear, for the most part, when I hear, think of moist, uh-huh. I, I tend to uh, hope that it's applying to cake. <laughs> I'm not a big giant cake eater, but the cake, it better damn well be moist. Yes. Or, or we got a problem. Otherwise, these or are... I'm moving on. <laughs> These are crumbs. Yes, this is otherwise just a bunch of crumbs connected. There is a science behind why people hate that word. Why moist is the worst word ever for for some people. And why is that? Researchers from Oberlin College in Ohio and Trinity University in San Antonio ran three different experiments to figure out why people really find that word in particular, moist, it makes your skin crawl, so disdainful. Right? More than twenty percent of the population can't stand that word. Twenty percent, more yeah. than twenty percent. One in five listeners right now is really thinking about pushing the button and listening to something else. Although, as they're moving their finger closer to the preset, they realize what else is on right now, <laughs> and they're not going anywhere. They're not, not gonna do it. They're not going anywhere. They're not gonna do it. Ricky. More than 20% of the population study does not care for the word. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have anything to do with the way it sounds. Huh. Rather, it's the association with bodily functions that seem to turn people off. Which Whether ones? you realize it or not. Most of the participants told researchers they hated the word, and they chalked it up to the way that it sounds. One participant saying it just has an ugly sound that makes whatever you're talking about sound gross. However, people did not show similar aversions to words that utilize the same sounds. Voiced. If you you were to say rejoiced or voiced, exactly. People don't have a problem with those words. People who find the word moist, which I'm now going to refer to as the M word because I'm I'm nervous I'm making people go out of their minds. What, they think of like creepy crawly stuff under a rock or Mm -hmm. something? People who find that word disgusting uh, 
find it disgusting when it's accompanied by unrelated positive words. Or even when it's accompanied by sexual words. This moist cake is delicious. People are not as bothered by that word when it's accompanied with food words. So when you talk about it in the context of a cake, then the the people people don't have a problem. Are not, according to these studies, people are not as bothered by it. Okay. The younger and more neurotic the study participants are, the more likely they are to dislike the word. Additionally, the more disgust is associated with bodily functions, the less they like the word moist. Very moist. People who find themselves particularly grossed out by thinking of things as moist may just be more likely to associate the word with sex, they say. One participant is saying it reminds people of sex. And people have a problem with sex? Well, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe that's the thing. It's not how it sounds, although you think it's how it sounds. There's something else going on much deeper. We got to take a break. I promise we won't say that word for the rest of the show. Although I can't make that promise. We talk a lot about cake. Like like the band. Yeah. They got a great new moist track. Oh, that should be the name. Why wouldn't that be one of the names of their albums? Yeah, could be. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they know that one in five li- of their fans won't be able to buy it. One in five, one in five people aren't listening to them anyway. It's science. <laughs> two. 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 You know, I'm a sucker for these stories where somebody loses a ring and then they find it. Uh, this woman lost her engagement ring at a Denver Broncos game. So not only did she lose an engagement ring, she had to go to a Denver Broncos game. She lost it this year? Oh, yeah. P.U. Yeah. Not great. She thought it was lost forever. Lupe Leva went to her very first football game on Sunday, watching the Broncos take on the L.A. Chargers. Well, she couldn't have lost it, you know, cheering. <laughs> no, it was going to the bathroom, actually. And nothing to cheer about. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't take her gloves off to cheer and lose it. The engagement ring. It, it was when she went to the bathroom. Uh, by the way, the Broncos ended up winning that game, but she left the game heartbroken. Uh, she wrote following the game on Sunday, I need help. I had my gloves on. I took them off heading to the bathroom, and off went my engagement ring. She admitted that the situation felt like a lost cause, but she refused to give up and encouraged people to please share her post. She says, maybe if I have a little bit of hope, maybe a miracle is possible. Maybe, just maybe, next a good know, soul will find it and turn it in. Next thing I know, here comes John Elway <laughs> wearing my ring on his funky fingers. <laughs> You're never getting them off. <laughs> I can't get it off. John Elway whispered to me, he said, you'll pull it from my cold dead hand. <laughs> Then he, then he tried to kiss my neck. It was weird. Anyway, it's been found. She says, update found. Thank you, everyone. Well, that didn't take too long. Get the word out. No. As for what happened, a... <laughs> it was the guy in the barrel that found it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. I think your ring fell in my barrel. <laughs> she... What are you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> That's not a bathroom. 
<laughs> That's the guy in the barrel. Your barrel is not a bathroom. <laughs> well, it was for that guy, though. As far as we know. An employee there at Empower Field at Mile High contacted her to let her know that somebody had indeed turned in the ring. Members of the Broncos guest relation teams were made aware of this lost ring via a Facebook post from the owner. Guest relations connected with the security team who hosts the stadium's lost and found to identify if a ring was turned in. The owner then connected with a member on staff who was able to describe and verify the ring, and we were able to reunite ring and owner yesterday evening. It was a truly remarkable testament to our guest relations staff for being diligent with their sections and being trained to keep an eye out for everything. She writes here, my heart is so full. I was feeling awful and it felt like a long shot, but the amount of support I felt from everyone helped keep me hopeful. There are good, kind people out there, and I'm forever thankful for the person who found it and turned it in. And then she said, what were we thinking signing Russell Wilson to this contract? We have no draft picks. Forever. <laughs> Not great. She says she has no idea who will help make the reunion possible, but she'll be forever grateful. Uh, she writes here, we have so many thanks to give. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I'm sure I'm naive. I'm sure I give people too much credit. But I would assume nine out of ten people that found an engagement ring would go to turn it in immediately. Or at least pawn it. No, that's the opposite of that's not helping. what I'm saying. No. That's not helping? No, if you found a ring at a ball game, you would go to Lost and Found with it. I know you, I know you would. I, yeah, I know I would. I, what am I going to do with it? Well, I mean, you could pawn it. You're not going to get anything out of this. No, the, 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 the bad karma that that would bring you, it wouldn't be worth it, man. I'll say nine well, out of... Well, your whole thing is retiring and getting a metal detector and finding rings. It's so. my dream. It's my dream when I'm an old man that I'll reunite people with lost rings. And all I ask for is mm -hmm. 15% of its worth. No, I want nothing. Just sign you the standard agreement no, right I will, here. I it's, will charge nothing for my simple services. simple document. Nope, nope. Sign here. Nope. I'll notarize it. Nope. And then you just give me, you can just zell me the money. Young lady, the smile on your face is all the thanks I need. And then I'll get in my van and I'll drive off. But you'll My van that says ring-a-ding-ding of the Quad Cities. And I, I've thought about this, too. I've given this a lot of thought. The van on the driver's side door, it'll have my name Dave right by the window like it's a jet uh, aeroplane. Mm. And like, I'll wear a helmet like, when I show up. A, le a leather helmet <laughs> with goggles. And you'll profess that you love uh, the Wizard of Oz. And I've given this a lot of thought. The horn on my van will play... Shadows of the Night by Pat Benatar. <laughs> Whenever I honk it. So you'll know it's me. Ring-a-ding-ding -ding is here. I understand there's a lost ring. I'm a retired gentleman who likes to help people out. Now let me get my, my metal detector here, and let's rock and roll. Up and down the beach I go. If anyone... 
If anyone needs help, I'm here. So you think you lost it here? Is I'm going to wander. Is around. this about where you think you lost it? I'm going to wander around your your home <laughs> and see if I can find the sweet spot. <laughs> Let's see. You think it's oh? You think it's about here? Here? Okay, I'm getting. I'm getting something. Oh, is this your ring? No need to thank me. Just pay it forward, I'll say. And then I'll disappear in a puff of smoke. No, you To just... the point where people will wonder, was that a retired gentleman or an angel sent from heaven? What you dug up was Grandma's urn. <laughs> Sorry about that. No charge. <laughs> There'll be no charge. The shock look on all your faces is all the payment I need. It's Dave and Darren in the morning. The disgust on your face (laughs) feeds me. Speaking of feeding me, wouldn't kill you to make me a sandwich. I'll take it to go. No mayonnaise, if you please. I'm not a weirdo. Just wrap it up in parchment paper and I'll be on my way. And I'll see myself out. And if you could put like a fancy toothpick in the top of it, that would be great. I think that, I mean, granted... What I provided here is a service. What are those cocktail, uh, those, the ones with the little tassels on You know, that's what I like with the little, yeah, the little bit of the, the little green uh, thing at the top. Really looks fancy. But no mayonnaise. I'm not a damn weirdo. Off I go to my next. Oh, I got another call coming in on my CB radio. Off I, <laughs> off I go. Ring-a-ding-ding. Has yet another... Ring-a-ding-ding's got to go do his thing. (laughs) That's what I'll say. There it is. Breaker, breaker. Breaker 1-9. This is Ring-a-ding-ding. Does anybody have any lost rings? Oh, oh, a little bit of feedback there on the CB. Sorry, I, uh, I had the squelch up a little bit too loud. Anyone out there with a lost ring got their ears on? I've given this a lot of thought, is what I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Number three. 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 I always get excited when I see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And where did you see this? Uh, the last time I saw it would have been in November in Iowa City. Did you get a whistle? No. It looked like they were doing like a private party or something. We were at the Ped Mall, and it was there, and... I did not get the weenie whistle. I've gotten them in the past. What'd you do with them? With the weenie whistle? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. They're missing, aren't they? Can't I, keep track of them. I, you know, there's, there's, there's so much that I can keep track of, but I can't locate it at this time. The weenie mobile, every time I see it, I think, man, that'd be the most fun thing ever to drive around in. Two-seater? Up front, yeah. There's also, I guess, the... Is there a place to sleep in a Wienermobile? I mean... Gotta be. Are you asking me? I could sleep anywhere. The Wienermobile is not uh, an RV. It's decked out for... You never really see the, the interior of it. I but mean, my guess is it's just full of hot dogs. Right? Uh, I don't know if they pass out hot dogs. Yeah, they do. Sure they, they do. give you a package of hot dogs? Yeah. Mm. 
Um, let's see. The Wienermobile will be at Hy-Vee in Milan a week from today. Did you just will this to happen? <laughs> Isn't that marvelous? Yeah, the next uh, location here in the Quad Cities will be at the Hy-Vee in Milan Friday sure looks- the 20th, 9 a.m. until noon. Boy, sure looks like there's plenty of room to sleep in there. Are you are you seeing really the interior of it? I don't see. I've never no, seen the interior the... of the Wienermobile. They have a party, like you can request the Wienermobile for an event, and then they'll show up. You have to submit your request like a year in advance, three to twelve months in advance, and then they'll show up and they'll grill out and and wieners, and they'll have Wienermobile swag for you. By the way, this is a real pet peeve of mine. Swag implies it's something that you're giving away. Yeah. You can't buy swag. I mean, you can buy swag to give it away to other people. These pictures... People who sell stuff and say they're selling their swag, you're misusing the word. And it's a real bugaboo. The... By the looks of these pictures... Yeah. Doesn't look like the Wienermobile has much time for old people. (laughs) What do you mean? It's all young people. Well, yeah. A, a, it's all young people. An older person's not going to want to drive around in the Wienermobile. This well, is something you not? do at the beginning of your career. The interior, it almost looks like an airplane interior. I'm surprised. That looks wonderful. I'm surprised oh, this... There is a bed in the Wienermobile. I'm sur- you got it. This is like one of those shows. Uh-huh. I can't believe they haven't turned this into a reality show. Yeah. Where it's all these young people. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know... Riding the Wienermobile? Hooking up. I mean, that's right. It's like that, uh, what's the one below deck? Uh-huh. The one where they... <laughs> yeah. It's just the same thing. I should think if you're a young man and you've got this gig, there's no better pickup line than how'd you like to ride the Wienermobile? I mean, it just it just writes itself. I can imagine all sorts of unspeakable things are taking place inside the Wienermobile. But the job of a brand ambassador, that is a younger person's job. You would job. think that the Wienermobile would be right on just, just after the Housewives of Somewhere. <laughs> the real brand ambassadors of the Wienermobile. Yeah. Wiener Coming to, to Bravo. Wiener to Wiener <laughs> on Bravo. Planters Peanuts has the Peanut Mobile. Have you ever seen that out and about? Not so sure about that. And they are looking for uh, people to drive... The Peanut Mobile. Planters, the Mr. Peanut people, have posted a job listing for three Planters brand peanutters. What's it pay? It's a role for those wanting a crack at their next nutty adventure. The one year paid position will begin in June, and you've got until Valentine's Day to apply for this. If chosen to be a Planters peanutter, you will ride around the country in the Nut Mobile. Uh huh. That sounds like a euphemism as well. And basically, it's a one-year commitment. Mm -hmm. Boy, I bet you're a different person at the end of that year. You've seen some stuff. You really have. You will drive around the country for the year in a 26-foot-long peanut on wheels alongside Mr. Peanut himself, promoting the brand and spreading the joy of peanuts across these United States. I was so shy when I started. (laughs) I did. And by the time, 
by the time the year ended. <laughs> so look at me. I'm so extroverted now. I've really... Now, my guess is these peanutters who are driving around in the nutmobile, they want three of them. Mm-hmm. So it's you and two other people on the crew. I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm assuming that one of you has to be Mr. Peanut. And how do you decide who you that is? You take turns. You would have to take, take turns. Take turns dressing up as Mr. Peanut. Right? Mr. Peanut and his handlers. <laughs> right. We're Mr. Peanut's special friends, and he's here to, to visit with you kids today. Talk to you about peanuts. Well, not you kids with peanut allergies, obviously. Although you shouldn't be allergic to the costume. This is the second year Planters is hiring for this position. And yeah, it the peanut mobile, the nutmobile looks eerily similar to the Wiener Mobile. Wiener Mobile has been on the road since 1988. So what's is that all? The, yeah. What's the difference between being a hot dogger? For the Wienermobile, that's what the crew of the Wienermobile is called. They're the hot talkers. Or being a peanutter, what's the difference? Let us compare and contrast. To be a peanutter, you must be a recent college graduate. Hot doggers have to be a graduating college senior. Both brands would ask that you're an applicant with a bachelor's degree in communications marketing, advertising, public relations, or a related field. It occurs to me now that I always thought that my bachelor's degree in communications was worthless. I could have been a, a wienermobile person. I could have been a hot dogger and with that degree. That could have made all the difference. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel so taken. So used. Too late for me now. Standard resume and cover letter submission are asked for both the peanutter and hot dogger positions, but a peanutter applicant must also submit a short video explaining why they'd be right for the job. Hot doggers say that they undergo a rigorous interview process, and once you uh, are selected, you have to attend a program they call Hot Dog High. It's essentially hazing. Only three peanutters are chosen to travel in the Nutmobile. Twelve hot doggers team up to drive the Wienermobile. In both jobs, you have to have a knack for wordplay. They say proficiency in nut puns is a must. I imagine they just give you a list. Like, here's all the nut puns we're okay with you using. And then try and stay away from these nut puns. Virtually every sentence you utter must have hot dog or peanut butter pun strategically woven in. I really came out of my shell. You really have to have the ability and desire to travel. Peanutters also have to have a valid driver's license, although they don't say that explicitly for people in the Wienermobile, but you probably do have to have a valid driver's license. Both jobs are described as having a competitive salary. Hmm. Competitive with what? Each other? Oscar Mayer, if you're a hot dogger, you get full benefits, including lodging, a meal allowance, and apparel. The Planners Peanutters team also gets a full benefits package, lodging, and a meal allowance, and the opportunity for nationwide travel said to be an additional perk of the job. You're going to get pretty tired of that meal plan on the hot dog. On the Wienermobile. I can tell you that real quick. I, I, I tell you right now, I wouldn't. I would never. 
If I was just out of college and you're telling me I get to see America and have hot dogs every day, there's no part of that sentence I have a problem with. Gosh, these kids have got it all figured out. And now I'm, I'm, I'm saddled with a sadness of... What will a, never be. A regret, really. Instead of just jumping right into radio, why didn't I take a year to see the world? Find yourself. To touch Indians. Don't use the word nest egg in the Wienermobile. You can say a bird lives in a round stick. Well, if you want to... If you're a young person and you have a, a, an adventurous soul and you're able to make puns about either hot dogs or peanuts, they're looking. And, uh, you know, it's, it's too late for me. Or just modify your penis jokes. No, no, I'm sure that that's not what they want. Just substitute hot don't, dog. Don't bring that up in the interview. I'm always making penis jokes. How hard could this be? Don't bring that up in the interview. You won't get the gig. Number four. 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 Here now the tale of two minor league baseball pitchers. One's name is Brady Feigl. The other's name is also Brady Feigl. One is 32. The other is 27. And they're in the minors. Yeah. One is a, a pitcher for the Long Island Ducks. Uh, the other is a pitcher for the Las Vegas Aviators. They are six foot four. Uh, they have red hair and they wear glasses. They look identical. But they are not related. They are identical strangers. The doppelgangers first mistaken for one another years ago when they both had the same elbow surgery performed by the same doctor. The younger Brady Feigl says, uh, I was probably six or seven months out of surgery, and the doctor's office called the trainer and said, hey, when's Brady reporting for surgery? Is he getting down here tomorrow? And I was like, I had the surgery six months ago. What are you talking about? That's how they found out that there were two no, you didn't. Brady Feigls. There was another identity crisis years later when the University of Mississippi's baseball team tagged the wrong Brady Feigl on Twitter in a birthday tribute. Wrong Brady Feigl. The former San Diego Padres player responded, you might be looking for this one. So these two, I mean, here's one Brady Feigl. Yeah. Here's the other Brady Feigl. They both have, like, the same face, the same beard, they both do the same thing for a living. They're the same height. I think if you're the younger one, yeah, you just kind of you just lay in the weeds and wait to uh, to get in on some of that Social Security money. They decided to do a DNA test because it's weird to have somebody with the same name. Well, same the name look, has nothing to job. do with it. Brady Feigl? You don't think that's odd? Well, as far as your genetics. You would think that it would have something to do with it, but they did a DNA test, and there is absolutely zero biological connection between these two. Zero. Uh, they say that they feel like they're brothers in a way. The Feigls are two of what turns out are a host of identical strangers. In August of last year, there was a report of 32 different pairs of people who look 
very similar, but do not share any genetic similarities. Like, these are people, Darren, who are not the same person. Now, you'll admit that these this is pretty. These people look remarkably similar to And they have the same names? Uh, these, these people do not share the same name. Okay. These are just doppelgangers. DNA analysis of unrelated people who look exactly alike, revealing that their facial similarities are rooted in shared genetic variants, but that does not mean they're related. In fact, they're not. There's a lot more of this being discovered now more than ever. I know that this is something that was a trope that was used a lot in 60s TV sitcoms, right? Everybody has somebody that looks exactly like them. But there's a lot more of it being discovered nowadays due to the advent of social media. Are we talking about the evil twin? Exactly. But, you know, you would never see a picture. Like, how would you know that there's somebody who looks exactly like you? But now, with people posting pictures of their friends and then somebody else seeing it and going, I know that person. Well, that person's not the person that you think it is. It's a different person. Well, do you remember when I saw my doppelganger at the Steak and Shake? Now, but it that was, was weird because it was a child doppelganger. It was a kid. It was like, no, that's what that's that's what I looked like when I was twelve. You saw a twelve-year-old boy at the Steak and Shake who looked identical to what you looked like yeah. in 1976. I just, I just didn't have the guts to go up to him and say, "This is what no, this is what it's going to be, man." That was the right call. That wouldn't have been fair to that young man. No, don't do that. Although it might have been the kick of the pants. That he needed. The advent of social media means an increase in bizarre incidents of two complete strangers who realize that they look spooky similar. But they're not related. I couldn't stop taking my eyes off the kid. <laughs> this is weird. Wow. It's like... It's like... Did I time travel? Because here's the thing. Darren, if you were to time travel, the first place you'd go would be a steak and shake. Take a homosack. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Dick Clark. <laughs> what was once a rarity in real life has now become almost commonplace on the internet. Providing researchers with a bunch of images and information allows them to dig deeper into the mystery on a molecular level. They say genomics clusters people together, but the rest sets them apart. Well, I mean, truth be told, there's only so many ways we can look, right? Eh. Um, <laughs> no. No, there are billions and billions of variants, I think you'll find. In one study, researchers recruited 32 couples into this study. These are couples of people who are strangers who look identical. And then we put them on Temptation Island. They, they requested complete, comprehensive biometric and lifestyle questionnaires, and they provided samples of their saliva so they could do like DNA tests. And then they were narrowed by three facial recognition algorithms. And results show that lookalikes tend to share similar genetic characteristics. They say there are, according to artificial, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're counting here with artificial intelligence, all the genetic variations. And they say that there are more than 19,000 genetic variations that these strangers have in common. Uh-huh. That's just, it's nuts to me that there could be somebody walking around 
Oh yeah, that looks exactly like you. Yeah, which is uh, I guess I can put up with that. Just don't, it, don't, don't take the name. Yeah, don't get it. Well, don't, that's that's, see. that's that's a little too much. Well, that's where this Brady that's Feigl a, story is so interesting. That's a touchy too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there are other people with the name Dave Lavora, but they don't look anything like me, so that's fine. It's just if what do they look like? Well, I mean, they're all attractive gentlemen. Let's not kid each other. It's, what are you going to do? We're a handsome lot. But, but the point is, what if somebody looks exactly like you mm-hmm. and has your name, yeah. and then they get into trouble? See, that just seems... Well, yeah, the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Identical strangers. It's not just a, a, a 60s TV trope. It's a real thing. And then... Mm-hmm. We put them on Temptation Island. <laughs> send them to Milf. <laughs> send them to Milf Manor. Uh huh. And let nature take its course. <laughs> Twelve doppelganger couples. No rules. <laughs> five, five, five. Number five. You remember the Rupert Holmes tune uh, "Escape," the Pina Colada song. You're not talking about uh, the follow-up hymn. Him, him, <laughs> him. What she gotta do about him? No, I'm not. That's a much better song. What are you though. gonna do about him? I'm DJ Automatic. She's gonna <laughs> have to do without him or do without me, 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 me. me. Rupert Holmes. The, the escape song. The escape song, and the premise is or basically escape. the pina colada. Yeah, yeah. Parenthetically, yes. Parenthetically. The, the pina colada song. The whole premise of this song is this guy's had enough of his lady. And he's, <laughs> she's, she's had enough of him. Him, I him. Tired of my lady. Tired of my lady. We've been together too long. Too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. Right. So, so they Rupert, were both looking to step out on each other. Right. By Ru- placing an ad in the, the paper. They, they place personal ads looking to cheat on each other, uh-huh. and they then discover one another. Like, they yeah. fall in oh, love again you. through this... Well... Through this, I don't know... They both show up at the same place. Right, right, to cheat on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, there's so many problems with the premise. Yeah. I would be furious. This doesn't seem very practical. It doesn't. And yet, a story uncovered here of a couple... This is in Bosnia, of all places. A couple divorced after discovering that they both had an online affair with each other under fake <laughs> names. <laughs> had an online affair with each other how much under more, fake names. How much more proof do we need oh. that this isn't going uh, well? Sana Klarik and her husband Adnan, uh, they live in Bosnia. Having problems in their marriage. It happens. So they were secretly chatting and having an affair online in an online chat forum. Both husband and wife found each other unknowingly under assumed fake names. Uh, Those names would be Sweetie and Prince of Joy. They poured their hearts out about their marital problems. Oh, boy, that sounds like... I'm so sympathetic to you. Oh, God, your wife sounds like a nightmare. She is. Your husband sounds like a real jerk. Not like me, the Prince of Joy. Let's meet. 
with time, they realized that they were actually perfect for each other, and they wanted to meet finally in person. Uh-huh. But when they met in person, it was not a happy ending, each accusing the other of being unfaithful, and they would eventually file for divorce. Uh, the wife telling the Bosnian newspaper here, quote, I thought I had found the love of my life. The way this Prince of Joy spoke to me, the things he wrote, the tenderness in every expression was something I never had in my marriage. She said when they were texting and chatting back and forth, she realized just how alike their marriages were, both in trouble. And Almost spot on. One day they decided to meet in person and have a rose with them to identify themselves. Uh-huh. But when she saw her husband carrying that rose, she felt betrayed and angry. And he says, for his part, to be honest, I still find it hard to believe that the person, Sweetie, who wrote such wonderful things to yeah. me on the internet... But that could come out of that person. ...is actually the same woman I married and who has not said a nice word to me for <laughs> years. So take that. He realized after I didn't chatting think you were capable of that it. he had finally met an ideal woman only to find out it was the same person he was married to. You would think, I mean, if the song has taught us anything, that they would meet each other, have a laugh, and decide to start all over again. Or at least a quick romp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe call it a day. Right. All right. Here's what at we're going to do. At the very least. Mm-hmm. You so rarely know when the last time you're with someone will be the last time. But if you just say, okay, one last time, you be sweetie, I'll be the Prince of Joy, uh-huh. and we can make this happen. It did not happen like in the Rupert Holmes tune, is what I'm telling you. I have to wonder if, how many times this actually happens. Now, this was years ago. This story comes to us from 2007. Mm. When chat rooms were still a thing, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like chat rooms are a thing anymore. Are they, or are they? Well, what would be a? Ch- uh, you'd have to find, like, a chat room. Like there this. are there are forums for like social media, but you are who you are in that, right? Unless I guess suppose you have a fake profile. But how did chat rooms even work? Was it was it like a topic? It could be. Yeah, more often than not, it would be. It would be like people with a similar interest. Like, we're going to talk about music or we'll talk about, uh, you know, the weather. I don't know. Or then there would just be random chats. And then, uh, like, there'd be the AOL chats. And then you just have a bunch of horny grandpas asking you if you wanted to cyber. Like, what is what is this? That's not the best. Yeah. No, chat rooms were... Uh, it, it's a good thing they're not uh, around. Or maybe... I'm, you know what they probably are. They I just have don't know. to be around. You think chat rooms are still a thing? Sure. In twenty twenty three? Sure. Where you just go and you just chat? Well, yeah, I'm looking here. Free text chat rooms for everyone. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's, I guess, still people doing that. Look for a specific topic. Mm-hmm. I was tired of my lady. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Well done, everybody. Well done. Uh, us, first and foremost, for being so great. Yes. And then you, for also being so great in downloading. But not and, as great. And subscribing. Well, no, we're all doing our part, Darren. But not as great. I, I don't know if I'm on board with that. We're all we're all doing the best we can under some pretty 
troubling times and circumstances. And a lot of scrutiny. Hey, thanks for listening, all joking aside. Uh-huh. Until we get a chance to do another one of these for you, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on. And it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Okay, bye. Stop making noise. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.